Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I love to learn and I'm always trying to figure out why are we doing it this way when we could do it like this? Is that better? Why not? How can we change? My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. I am so excited to be here in Queenstown, New Zealand, celebrating the most fantastic women in tech. And I have someone new for you. Thanks to Werewolf for letting us use the space to do these awesome interviews. Hello, Kylie. Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, I was so excited you're here. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Of course. Okay, so go ahead and formally introduce yourself to everybody and tell them a little bit about what you do. Yeah, uh, well, I'm Kylie, based in Queenstown, New Zealand. I'm, a, I guess, an entrepreneur. My company is Sea Logs, and, uh, and we do electronic logbooks for boats. And what does that mean exactly? So Sea Logs is the, it is in a sense the, or in a nutshell, the electronic logbook, but it actually does more than that. What it does is it compiles a whole lot of paperwork recorded on a, on a vessel into the one place. So a lot of boats have engine room logbooks and their ship's log and they'll have a maintenance file and they'll have a crew training file. Sea Logs allows it all into the one, the one place. So with regards to the maintenance, when a vessel is coming due for a, say, a 100-hour or a 50-hour engine service, what it does is it changes colour. So it counts down and provides a notification that that service is due. The crew training, you can pull a report and see how much oil one engine's used, um, how much coolant it's used, the engine hours, fuel usage. It does a whole heap of stuff, tracks crew sea time as well. So uh, the back end is very uh, intrinsic. It's like a wee spider's web in the back end. So, no, it's really exciting. The, the opportunities are endless and it's been, with its modular uh, construction, it's designed for growth and can be tailored and customised to suit any type of vessel anywhere in the world. And, and, and this isn't your first entrepreneurial endeavour? No, but it's, uh, it's pretty dear to me. I'm a skipper by trade, and uh, so I'm a yeah, commercial skipper. And it's a, a, captain, a, a captain, right? Yeah. Yeah, New Zealand, and I've got some international tickets as well. And I also drive a jet boat here, or jet, commercial jet boat driver. Yeah. So it's kind of merging my two passions, but I've always been involved in business for the last 12 years. Right. Had a company on the side and created uh, a few different products, and so, but this is 
this is me now. This is, yeah, I guess a combination of my two interests, business and, and boats together. Let's start at the beginning. When did you first discover technology and what made you passionate about the tech world? I've been a big fan of technology right from oh, way back. Um, I think my dad had one of the first cell phones and it was a big, massive, like you carried it around in a yeah, briefcase. Yeah. Um, and as computers come in, I guess keeping up with the trend and um, come from my parents. Dad was a bit of a trendsetter. Um, right. He ran his own small business and was interested in that. And then um, just through... Uh, investigating and finding out and learning and and problem solving I'd be you know the the library wasn't really doing it for me anymore and so turned to computers and google and then it's just snowballed from there and I feel like it's quite extraordinary for you to do that in New Zealand specifically because I don't find um the culture is really about work-life balance and really the life balance part so having technology in the home doesn't seem to be like advanced technology doesn't seem to be something that's common or am I wrong? Um, it's changing. It's rapidly changing. Back when I was growing up, um, it was, we, our cell phone, our, sorry, our home phone was one of the ones you put your finger in and yeah, you turn in a circle. Yeah. And that was, that was, uh, what we had. But I guess with, with dad, with his own business, he had that he liked to be yeah. kind of a trendsetter, or think he was. Anyway. Right, right. My um, dad too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I think just through, New Zealanders are very, um, you know, we can do it, that number eight, they say number eight why, which is you can you can kind of fix or, or make up anything. I've never heard that. Wait, what is this? The number eight, number eight why concept. No, I've never heard it. Tell me. Yeah. Well, number eight why is commonly found on farms, and it, it's a a piece of wire that you can bend and just like normal wire, you can hang okay. things off it, you, you use it to close gates. You can do heaps of stuff with okay. it. And they call it the number eight wire concept, which essentially is that um, if there's a problem, it might be a bit rough around the edges, but yeah. we can generally find a solution. Yeah. And, um, and I think technology has been a great way to kind of amplify those, the the possibilities as to what's around and, and how we can yeah. uh, find those solutions. That's so cool. Okay, okay. So going back, your dad had the, the cell phone briefcase. And so that kind of opened your world to the tech space and innovation and wanting to be a part of that world. And then what was your next step after that? Um, yeah, I, I guess... Um, I created a, a product for luggage security. And uh, at the time I thought I was into hiking and did, did a bit of, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, tramping. And I thought, right, what's a way I can lock my backpack when I go away and I leave my pack at the at the hut and go for a walk? And yeah. I couldn't find anything. And I looked in, in the library and uh, my, fr- my uh, friend's parents had a computer, so I used to go to their house and I'd get on their lots. And right. And researched and couldn't find anything. So long story short, developed a prototype and then um, went through, did a prior art search and through the IP side and then um, got a provisional patent and licensed that to an American company. And then uh, you got got royalties from that for three years. Yeah. We renewed that for a further year. And yeah. I mean, how do you even know how to get a patent? It's very daunting. 
yeah, it's extremely daunting. And at the time, it was I was working full time, so I would just a lot of time researching, yeah. learning. Uh, Google? Google, yeah. During that time, I didn't have a, a mentor, but I used to talk to a lot of different people and they right. kind of helped. And so that was a bit of a struggle, um, kind of swimming through different feedback and yeah. taking the good with the bad and yeah. what was right. So I had a few dead ends along my way. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, ended up, I guess, with um, the right advice yeah. and, and, and got it through. So, yeah. And and you said that you've um, invented different products, and then that eventually led to where you are today. What are some of the products you've invented? Yeah, uh, so the uh, now sold through Pack Safe Buckle Safe uh, One Hundred. That one, that one. I've done. Um, what did that do? That was the luggage security okay. um, device. Um, I've also created a well. It's, um, tactile indicator for shampoo and conditioner bottles to help the blind identify between shampoo and conditioner in the showers. That's awesome. That was a bit harder to get a patent around that. So that's that's still there. All the work I've done is still there. It's just kind of shelved in the the not sure too hard basket. Right, right. Um, And... A merchandise product uh, sold with Real Journeys, which is a local company here. Uh, Real Journeys have a 104-year-old steamship, the TSS Earnslaw. And so uh, what I've done is I they carry over, don't quote me on this, but yeah. around 200,000, 250,000 people a year. And uh, and so at the time, I, this is going back five years now, uh, their merchandise was pens and uh, tea towels. So yeah. I thought, right, here's an opportunity. So I pitched to them and said, hey, I think we could do this little boat. Uh, we could make it run on a candle, similar kind yeah. of concept to, to the real boat. And then, yeah, long story short, they said, look, we really like it. We're not going to fund it, but if you fund it, we'll back you. And so it was a handshake and yeah. I managed to kind of, yeah, count my pennies and, and make it happen. So I uh, got two and a half thousand boats, they're all handmade out of recycled tin and they run on off the heat of a tea light candle. And what? So they actually they propel through the waters and then go pop 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 and steam around. That's amazing. Yes, yeah, so it's cool. So they they sell in retail stores and also online. That's um, so much fun. Dub dub boatnz.com. That's cool. You can see them on there. And then okay, and did you at what point did you consider yourself an inventor? I don't know. Um I I just um I enjoy looking at things from different perspectives. Yeah. And I don't know if I've considered myself an inventor or even the term um, entrepreneur. I, I'm kind of, I'm Kylie, I'm, I'm me, but um, but I like to try and, I love to learn and I'm always trying to figure out why are we doing it this way when we could do it like this? Is that better? Why not? How can we change? So just kind of, I guess, a bit... Um, different in my thinking yeah I love it and now let's get into your company now um where is the company where do you want to see it go yeah so I'm really excited about sea logs as I mentioned earlier I'm a I'm a jet boat driver I'm a skipper I've been on the water for 15 16 years um but this is sea logs is I'm really passionate really excited about actually it's really cool um where I'm at is I have a few smaller companies on board now 
we are, I'm a bit in stealth mode. I'm not yelling and screaming about it. I'm just slowly um, growing. I've got a number of large companies looking at it as well. So I, yeah, Sea Logs is great. It's built right from the start for growth, for expansion, designed a modular format, designed in the back end for uh, multiple languages. And yeah, it's. How long has it existed? It's been around about two years. Amazing. And how large is your team? Well, it's myself. I've got a lead developer. He's full-time. And then we've got another kind of two to three contract developers we need to be. And I, I've i got a mentor. Oh, in fact, I've got a handful of mentors that are helping me because <laughs> I was kind of a bit far into the, the tech side of yeah. things. So they've really been... Um, you know, guiding me along that that path. But yeah. in saying that, I've also been learning to code myself and I've been flat out trying to learn, but not taking away from my role, which is sales and support. And, right. You know, yeah, building the company. A couple questions. One, how did you find your mentors now? Because you said in the beginning you didn't have any mentors and now you have plentiful mentors. So how did you find them? And what does a mentor relationship look like? Yeah, so uh, my accountant actually put me on to um, to Dan Roberts from South Inc. He runs a um, – Dan is, is brilliant. He works with large companies, AJ Hackett, and yeah. he took Cookie Time International. He's incredible. Really. So, so for those of you who don't know, AJ ha- – how do you say it? Hackett? Hackett? Hackett AJ. Yeah, it's like the most popular adventure, bungee, swing – I mean, yeah, they yeah. started bungee jumping nearly 30 years ago yeah. here in Queenstown and they're all around the world now. Yeah, I did one. It's terrifying. <laughs> I did the swing. And then the Cookie Time is a really popular cookie company here. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that there's a Cookie Time shop. I was wondering if it's different than the Cookie Time packets that are in all the stores. <laughs> same, same, same. So my accountant put me on to Dan and then uh, Dan, I met with him. What What are you trying to achieve here? So I went through everything and he said, yep, Okay. I've, I know just the guy for you. I think he'll be great. And um, and that was a, the developer that I'm with now. And, and, oh, my gosh, he's incredible. He's fantastic. He's so brilliant. We get on so well. It's been great. The whole process so cool. with him has been awesome. And the others, um, yeah, one one's very close family friend. Yeah. Um, he's a very successful businessman. He also works with um, uh, uh, there's a number of organisations in New Zealand that support uh, growing businesses and small businesses and and so he's on the boards for those so he's kind of been been helping and guiding me I call him up with advice or questions um, and then yeah another another guy who's a naval architect and crazy smart man incredible incredibly smart any kind of soft he's been great as a sounding board so I've kind of I've instead of taking one person's opinion I kind of get advice from many and also the the company founder and owner Queensland Water Taxis and Thunderjet Neville Kelly um, him and his wife Debbie they've been um, fantastic mentors not so much um, from a yeah on both personal and business wise but They've really built their business from the bottom up and so successful in the the learning curves that they've gone through and it's great to share and just talk about things with other people. What does what does a mentorship relationship look like? Like for everybody listening, um, 
if they reach out as you have to have a mentorship relationship, I find a lot of times the questions come up of how much of their time can I have? How often do I talk to them for you? What does a mentorship relationship look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, for me, they act as like, um, I guess a peer support that, that friend, like boyfriend, girlfriend advice, but business-wise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, love <laughs> advice, but business <laughs> Totally. Um, so with me, yeah, I'm, I'm a, if they say, look, um, one of the questions was in the early days I had a, a large company wanting to essentially buy everything I've got yeah. but then rebrand it with their brand and use it just in their company. Mm-hmm. So I explored that avenue and of course I've never done that and didn't know what value to put on sea logs and um and so I went to to a couple of or in fact all three and said um this is what they they would like what do you think and then there was various different conversations around that and how we could achieve that and how to also secure what we've done and so it doesn't didn't get out further and and that was really interesting. But if they say, oh, look, you need to do this or do that, then I'm, I'm, yeah, there's no questions. I get in and I do that and make sure that I'm following through because that's what they're there to help you and to yeah. guide you along your path. So if they make suggestions, then I just, even sometimes I might not agree properly, but I'll explore those options anyway. And and you mentioned that you're teaching yourself how to code. How are you going about that? Did you find a program or is it YouTube videos? Um, no, uh, so I went on to Udemy and I'm pretty sure it was Udemy, um, found Code, Code Pen, oh, sorry, Code Pen's what I've been using. Um, I have to have a look. I've got them just saved on my computer. <laughs> links. So I just click and then go in. But there's one there, um, and what they do is they, they show you how to do it and then you go and do it and then they turn the page and there's a blank page and then right. you, you redo it in a yeah. different way. Yeah. And that's great. I made a wee, um, I've made a couple of HTML websites with CSS and then getting a little bit into JavaScript, which C logs is, is quite heavily on the JavaScript. So just learning a bit about that. And how were you able in the beginning to manage, or even now, to manage your team when it came to coding? Not being uh, an intuitive coder yourself by by trade, yeah. Like, yeah. how much did you have to know in order to be an effective manager? Yeah, I think every meeting we have, I'm learning more and more. But I wanted to know enough to keep up with the conversation. I didn't want to be left behind with right. the terminology, um, like some boolean or boolean, yeah. um, a yes or no button. Yeah, I I didn't want to be going oh what does that mean yeah and running away and having to learn it and being totally fine so I um yeah I went through I guess YouTube videos uh, while I was cooking dinner I, I put on um common terms and different bits and bobs a whole range of stuff yeah. to just try and soak up some of that and then when those terms come out during meetings and although I could stop and go excuse me what does that mean yeah um but it was I, I yeah, I knew. Not all the time. I'm always learning. But, right. But I guess the foundation started and just from reading and researching and all of that, you kind of immerse yourself in, in bits and bobs to stay afloat in whichever kind of avenue. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm explaining it right. But um, like the sales, you, you immerse yourself in the sales side and the tech I still want to keep up with. So, right. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And then uh, what's one challenge that you've experienced that you've successfully overcome and what did you learn from it? Yeah, um, oh, we've had a, a number. With any new software, there's bound to be problems. And um, and just when you think things are going well, there'll be something else pop out. Right. And I guess the biggest challenge has been um, keeping the customers that I do have on board um, happy and so they didn't get frustrated with the challenges that likes of a bug. Right, right. We've had a couple of bugs relating to a signature and one we've just had with reports um, and that was the search fields. But just trying to get to the bottom of that and we'd think we'd, you know, te- I'd test it and would have it all tested and, yep, um, this issue should be sorted now. Let me know what you think, any feedback. And then they come back, it's not sorted. Um, I go back to the developer and go, sorry, mate, it's not sorted. How can we, can, can you please explore further? And then he'd come back, yep, I think I got to the bottom of it. It was this and that. So I go back, yep, cool, guys, it's all done. And then they come back, it's not. <laughs> so I was like, right, let's just explore. Let's just get this sorted and, yeah. um, and then go back to them. So uh, the ch- it's been challenging at times because I know it's been frustrating for them using it, using the software in the field. Right. Especially a logbook because um, – they record the people on board, the passengers, and if those numbers aren't right, um, when they come to do their cash up at the end of the day, um, there's, you know, it's just more headaches and people start pointing fingers, who didn't fill it out right or right. whatnot when it's a sea logs problem. So that's, I guess, um, having a close working relationship with those clients and yeah. just, I guess, being transparent and go, look, we, we're we on to it, we we don't know what it is. We're working yeah. on it. Yeah. If there's one thing that everybody listening can do to support you in your success, to help accelerate you forward, what would that be? I think just if you've got a boat, get people on to sealogs.com, sign up for the free trial, and there they can customise their logbook. That's something we're working on making a lot easier to use. So if there's any problems, flick me an email info at sealogs.com and I'm here to help and I can help tailor a logbook to suit your type of vessel and then we can go forward. Can you spell it out for them? Yeah, so sealogs is S-E-A-L-O-G-S dot com. And where can they find you online? Yep, Um, so I'm all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Google (laughs) Plus. (laughs) Um, but ultimately uh, the website is the place yeah cool sealogs.com and to connect with you if they message info at sealogs.com that would go to you too yep yep that'll come through to me awesome Um, yeah thank you so much for hanging out with the women in tech podcast so what did you think yeah, uh, brilliant. Thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome to New Zealand and yeah, all the best. Thank you so much. I will see you guys, hear you guys, talk to you guys in the next episode. Remember to connect with the Women in Tech Show on social, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Women in Tech Show. And if you want to say hello and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to womenintechvip.com. That takes you straight to the Facebook group, womenintechvip.com. 
Bye. Traveling New Zealand, featuring and celebrating amazing women in tech all across the North Island and South Island, I came across James with Werewolf, and man, was he helpful in connecting me to the women in tech community in order to enable me to empower these incredible women to move forward. So just passionate about women in tech. My name is James Burns. I'm Chief Marketing Officer at Werewolf, the app for venture tourism operators. I've had the pleasure of working for a lot of really smart women and uh, both in tech and outside of tech. And it's just generally been my experience over the last 20 years that there's not nearly enough women's voices in leadership roles in, in tech companies. And so I just think it's important that we have that sort of voice. Uh, myself, I have two young daughters who today are four and six. And I want to make sure that when they get to an age where they're ready to start their first company, that they have all the opportunity and support that they need. Werewolf makes it easy for adventure tourism operators, everything from skydiving companies and bungee operators to jet boating and rafting companies to go paperless, to handle the guests from arrival all the way through departure, um, check them in through a really beautiful custom-branded iPad app, ask them a lot of key questions, take that data, build a customer marketing database. Werewolf was recognized by Deloitte in their Fast 50 awards for this year as the rising star one to watch. And as we move to the United States, it's really important that we continue to capitalize on the kind of growth that we've experienced over the last three years. And we're doubling, tripling the size of the company annually. Queenstown is the adventure capital of the world. Right, we have 150 plus adventure tourism operators just within a 10 minute drive of where we're sitting right now. Any activity you can think of you'd want to do, you can do it. Bungee jumping was invented here. Jet boating was invented here. I mean, there's so much that happens here. There's so much innovation around the adventure topic that we're really primed well to leverage that. And that's no better place for us to be based. Be sure to explore more about Werewolf at GetWerewolf.com. That's G-E-T-W-H-E-R-E-W-O-L-F.com. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.